Welcome to the Emergency Management Network Podcast. Emergency Management's trusted voice, sponsored by Disaster Tech, the Natural Disaster and Emergency Management Expo, and Titan HST. I am the child of the Cold War. Our movies were Red Dawn, War Games, Spies Like Us, and Stripes, just to name a few. We practiced ducking cover, and we had fallout shelters in the basements of our schools. And the threat of nuclear war was always there, and the fear was real. Since the fall of the Soviet Union, nuclear war has been a conversation only old people talk about. Russia and China became friends with the United States, and we worked together to end the talk of mutual assured destruction. Mad. At a White House press conference this week, Press Secretary Jean-Pierre nonchalantly said, We continue to call out Putin with what he is doing with nuclear strikes. Then she moved on to other questions without a second thought. NATO defense ministers will gather this week, and one topic of discussion is the risk that Russian President Vladimir Putin might use nuclear weapons in Europe. Putin and the Russian military launched missile attacks against Ukraine's civilian population centers in response to a truck bombing of the of the Kerch Bridge, reinforcing the notion that the Kremlin remains unpredictable. Since the Russian takeover of the Crimean Peninsula in 2014, the region has seen an exodus of ethnic Ukrainians and Tartars and an influx of Russians, including a military buildup. Putin perceives Crimea as closer to the core Russian vital interest than the Kerkev region, which has been recently liberated by Ukrainian forces. And if the Ukrainian conventional forces approach Crimea in hopes of liberating it, according to military pundits and foreign affairs experts, Putin may feel more tempted to use nuclear weapons. In North America, the threat might not be direct. However, the potential Russian use of nuclear weapons demands at least thinking through the possible responses. The American military began to study this threat shortly after Putin's forces invaded Ukraine. Now is the time to discuss the impacts on the civilian population rather than waiting until a crisis occurs. The other consideration that we need to explore is how Russian nuclear strike could push NATO into war. And although the current U.S. administration has been vague on how they would react, it is likely to bring the full force of the alliance upon the beleaguered Russian military. And this could prompt involvement with China, Iran, and Syria into action with support from Venezuela and Cuba. What might the menu of the next steps include? This summer, New York City's Office of Emergency Management produced a public service announcement advising residents how to survive a nuclear attack. And after some questioning of the advisory's timing, the city administration defended its action. According to OEM officials, the goal of the campaign is to inform the public on ways to stay safe if nuclear weapons were pointed at New York's direction. This harkened back to the days of duck and cover of the 1950s civil defense Bert the Turtle campaign. And I have to admit, I was wondering what the Adams administration knew that the rest of the United States did not. Today, I don't think they're wrong to produce such a PSA. FEMA's Ready.gov site does have a page dedicated to nuclear explosion, offering solid advice on what to do if you're in the vicinity of one. And this is not an archive page or old information. It has been updated, and it notes the pandemic could cause some problems when it comes to finding shelter. 
The page suggests bringing items to protect yourself and your family from COVID-19, such as masks and hand sanitizers if you're evacuated. And as of the writing of this piece, only New York City has taken any measures to prepare its population for a nuclear strike. We are a profession that has come from the civil defense, and I wrote a piece about that, Should We Revisit Civil Defense? I was asking the question if we should use programs that the civil defense used for community preparedness. Maybe I was onto something bigger. And thank you for listening to Emergency Management Network. And if you find this information helpful, share it with a friend or a colleague. If you're not a subscriber to the Emergency Management Network newsletter, check us out on Substack and join the community of emergency management professionals. Until next week, stay safe, stay hydrated.